2: Beam me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beam me up. Hey,
3: DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beam me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beam me up. DA what's the silly oh permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beam me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. So oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has... It's DA on
0: CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! Happy being alive, day everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. The DA Show emanating live from the CBS Sports Radio studios. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. and Have us on around the house as you get ready for your day. Coming up this hour on the show, sound check your best audio of the day. That's in 20. In 40 minutes... Lane Kiffin has his shot with a wounded Crimson Tide. Can he take down Saban and Bama? It's coming up this hour on the show. I want to begin, though, with this story out of Jacksonville. The Jaguars. Hang on. You hear that? (laughs) What is going on around here?
3: You you would think this was a radio station. (laughs)
0: there is a grinding sound I think coming from the ceiling I guess it's construction but it's very audible and we're supposed to be in some type of soundproof studio but I was just talking in the newsroom to Tom DeCelestino producer Tom of the Bill Ryder show about that Cam McCormick story nine Years of eligibility at Miami and Oregon. And we couldn't hear each other because of the construction. <laughs> we were like yelling in the newsroom. And so it was just going on as I began my thought here about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now it has subsided. But if you hear that, you know, I guess we're putting new shingles on the building today. <laughs> Timothy Gibbons of the Jacksonville Business Journal. Posted a poll conducted by the University of North Florida about whether there's that humming again. <laughs> Is that a power drill? <laughs> oh, it's never a dull moment around here. Oh, good. Good. I, I hope we tighten those bolts up real nice. Okay. Can we just land the plane here, D.A.? I mean, come on. <laughs> at
3: this one, they got to be listening to the show and just saying, whatever D.A. talks, let's get at it. Time they go to work. Okay, so the Jaguars want to build
0: a kind of a brand new arena or stadium for the Jaguars with major renovations so that it almost looks brand new. It's the same facility, same footprint, but they want to do massive, massive renovations and they want about a billion dollars in public money or a total maybe, but there's, yeah, I think about a billion in public and then another close to a billion in private. I mean, this is a massive, massive project for this stadium that houses the Jaguars. Of course, when the Bulldogs and and the Gators play as well, amongst other things in Jacksonville. So, according to the story in the Jacksonville Business Journal, more than half of Jacksonville residents would prefer the city sell the stadium and the surrounding land instead of using city money to pay for the renovations. Six percent, only six, six percent of those respondents said the city should devote the billion dollars in public money to the renovations. Only 6% of respondents say, yeah, take a billion bucks and put it into the stadium. Most said, let the team pay for the renovations. One third of those who responded said they'd be okay spending $500 million or less. So half a billion The Jaguars are looking for a billion. But most people said no to spending the full billion dollars of taxpayer money, even if it meant losing the team. I hope that this is the beginning of all of these owners realizing the fire hose of free money has run dry. And it's been a sham for many decades and it has held so many cities hostage for many decades and it has been used as the guillotine hanging above your heads and above politicians' heads for many, 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 many years. If you don't say yes, we move the team. You want the team, don't you? And you don't want to be responsible for losing the team Do you want that blood on your hands? Do you want to be the reason that we have to move? And it's ridiculous. It's patently, absurdly ridiculous. Exhibit A. What will the NFL pump out all week this week? Higher ratings than ever! Cowboys and Jets registered a so-and-so television rating, making it the second most watched event in TV in 2023, behind only the Super Bowl, another one of our events. Ratings are up for ESPN's Monday night. More people streaming and watching than ever before. Television ratings through the roof for Sunday night football. Football fans can't get enough. Football is the king. Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes, register the fifth most watched ESPN college football game ever. Ever. Look at how popular we are. But we need your money. This is the sham. Major League Baseball. Look at the valuations of teams. $1 billion here, $2 billion here. These owners bought in for $50 million, $150 million, $200 million. Now their franchise is worth $2.2 billion. Now they are dropping the percentage of ownership you need to have. Because people can't even cobble together the billions of dollars you need to own teams. So television revenue just keeps growing. It's not like CBS gets a deal this year to broadcast the NFL. Across the board, was it 92 of the top 100 television shows in America last year were NFL games. The valuation of of these franchises, every time one sells, what, the Commanders just sold for $6 billion? $6 billion! And then they turn around and go, but we need your money for the stadium. You get it, right? It's for you. But, uh, you know, you guys can use this for other stuff, too. And you wouldn't want to lose the team, would you? Let me ask you. Do you pay more or less for a jersey at NFL Shop today than you did 15 years ago? Do you pay more or less for that Steelers hoodie at NFLShop.com? Do you pay more or less for that Eagles t-shirt at Fanatics.com? Do you pay more or less for that Bills snapback than you did 15 years ago? Let me ask you this. Do you pay more or less for the ticket to the Niners game than you did 15 years ago? Do you pay more or less for the beer or the parking than you did at a Buccaneers game 15 years ago? The answer across the board is no, 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 no. Today we pay more. We pay more for everything. It's not just inflation. They have gouged the prices knowing that we'll still pay it. Oh, great, flash sale on Fanatics. Oh, my God, 10% off my $80 hoodie. Oh, I saved 8 bucks on my $80 hoodie. Great. They gouged us some prices all across the board, all their licensed merchandise that goes to them, all of their concessions that goes to them, the parking that goes to them, the ticket prices go to them, They make more money than ever in television contracts. And then when it comes to pay for their stadiums, they go, we don't have the money. We're going to need you guys to help out. We're helping out every single freaking day. Every day we help you out. So no, no, no more free cash for you guys. You're billionaires. John Fisher bought the A's. For $180 a 80 $1.80, 20-some-odd years ago. Has never invested a dime into the infrastructure of the Oakland Coliseum. Has never re-signed a free agent. So has invested no money in the team or the facility. He spent $180 million to buy the team, of which none of it is his own making. His mom and dad created the gap. He will... Have a team when he moved to Vegas or currently, if you wanted to sell it today, that is worth two or more billion dollars. And here he is going, I'm going to need your money to build a ballpark. I just don't have enough. And if you don't give it to me, I'm moving. How come you didn't make this easier on yourselves? You should just give me all of the money up front. Instead, you're making it hard. I think I'm just going to move it. Which is what happening. Jacksonville. I mean, the NFL only has thirty-two of these things. The Jaguars are easily worth three billion dollars if Shad Khan wanted to wanted to sell today. Easily, if the Commanders get six, you're talking about a two to three billion dollar property that Shad Khan owns today. But he needs a billion dollars of taxpayer money to renovate the stadium. Now look, the it looks beautiful, the renovation, the the designs look immaculate. But how can you with a straight face any of these billionaire owners in these leagues keep pulling this sham? We just don't have the money. It's all over the place how much money you have. We're the victims of all the money that you make. We're the customers. But it's the shell game. It's the shell game of, but if you don't do it, somebody else will. And the only way that this musical chairs ends, if there's municipalities that won't do it. And for Vegas, you know, there's no Vegas resident that I hear going, this is ridiculous expenditures. They go, yeah, we want a baseball team. Or their mayors or their their constituents or rather their, politicians want to be the ones that bring the baseball team to Vegas to be popular, to be at the ribbon cutting, to have that shovel in the ground photo op, you know, so everybody uses everybody, but it's a total scam and good on the Jacksonville residents that are like, yeah, no, a billion, here's a billion dollars of free money to a guy worth billions. Isn't that a nice racket? Hit me up on Twitter, DA on CBS. I feel like perhaps EJ is my man here to answer this question. EJ, did you see this video of Travis Hunter, the do-everything guy for Colorado, wide receiver, cornerback, who is out with a lacerated liver after that hit, perhaps dirty, from Colorado State over the weekend. He was doing a Twitch chat and he was answering questions about it and he's optimistic. He's He feels he'll be ready to go coming up here in a few weeks. But he was dressed, was it as a giraffe? Was he dressed as a,
3: were those giraffe pajamas? Yeah, it looked like it was some kind of, (laughs) he was wearing some kind of giraffe pajamas. I mean, look, I know we're on Twitch. And maybe, DA, this would be the next level. When we level up this show, we, we get you in giraffe costumes. Yeah. And, know we already have a duck costume here at the station, so we, we'll avoid the duck. Right, that's but maybe But maybe elephants, maybe we'll, we'll come up with ideas. But, yes, it appears he's in some kind of outfit that doesn't look like a giraffe. I and mean, I saw this video yesterday. It's a
0: giraffe pajamas, I think, like kids' pajamas.
3: Yes. And it reminded me, because Travis Hunter— I mean, you know, he's obviously a great athlete, but it was a great reminder that, hey, this kid is like 20 or 21. Like, there was – if you hadn't you somehow forgot that these are very young kids we're talking about, seeing Travis Scott – oh, excuse me, uh, Travis Hunter in pajamas talking about his lacerated liver <laughs> on a Twitch stream was a stark reminder of how young the kids are we're talking about.
0: You're kind of, by default, I think one of the cooler guys on the show or in the building. You, you're pretty – Hip to common or modern culture, you, you're wearing a comic book T-shirt, and you know you're you know what the kids are talking about. Is this common? Are are yeah, I mean, college kids in high school, young men wearing
3: <laughs> giraffe-themed toddler PJs. Well, I feel like it's very common <laughs> on Twitch. That's why this I thing see. was so. I see. I was like, oh, this makes sense. And you're a big video game guy as well, right? Like people go on like when you're on Twitch, like the whole point is to also like you know put on perform put on a performance. So even though yes he's an all-American potentially now maybe not anymore but was a Heisman trophy type candidate after his first week, he's still a 21-year-old on Twitch. And this is the kind of uh get up you'll see from any 21-year-old on Twitch.
0: One of the comments that I see on this Twitch video is a user that says that giraffe go hard. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Hunter, one of the best football players in the country, is doing a chat about how his lacerated liver, liver will be okay. So the dude is tough. Yes. And
3: he is wearing a giraffe onesie. <laughs> and and think about this, D. I don't think you would have seen uh, Cordell Stewart or uh, Eric Enemy wearing <laughs> giraffe uh, you know, giraffe costumes I don't think so. at uh, dorm parties or anything <laughs> no, like that. No, I don't think so.
0: I do not think so. When we come back, we've got sound check. your best audio of the day. That includes Mike Tomlin addressing fans, chanting to fire his OC. It's next, DA, CBS Sports Radio.
1: an educated person
3: can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like s- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck.
0: All right, welcome back. So glad you're with us. You can always listen to the show in podcast form, the best of the show, or the full four hours available every single place you, just get, you get your podcast. Just simply search the DA Show. The Steelers' offense has been rough to watch through the first two weeks. Week number one, they were suffocated by the 49ers. Week number two, they had two defensive scores to beat the Browns on Monday Night Football. Steelers fans not happy with O.C. Matt Canada. Here's Mike Tomlin.
3: This is a sport entertainment business. It is our job to win and thus entertain them. And so, you know, we don't begrudge them for that. Um, we we We, we want to... We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. It is our job.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I'm listening,
3: all Mike right. Tomlin.
0: We want you to be fat and sassy. Hired. Okay.
2: Make me a Steelers fan today. Yeah, I mean, I already love the guy, and all he wants is for me to be
0: fat and sassy. I love this. <laughs> Done. Feed me all the Primanti brothers you can, all the Iron City Light that you can. I just get to sit there like a bump in a log, get fat. I get to be sassy <laughs> and spoiled. Ooh, la,
3: la, as Amy Trask might say. Like the the, the best advertisement for what it means to be a football fan. <laughs> like if you had anybody who was kind of on the fence, yeah. Mike was saying, hey, you could be fat, sassy, tell me to fire my my <laughs> offensive coordinator, <laughs> hey, uh, assistant coach, doesn't matter. I, that's what we want. That's our job is to take this kind of punishment.
0: We honestly should bring that slogan as American NFL fans over to the UK as they try to expand the sport into <laughs> Germany and the UK. Hey, here we're fat, sassy, and spoiled. Don't you love this? Now they already know that outside. Oh, the- that's probably yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. I think that's
2: our reputation in general. It is. Uh, but I, I will I will add this. Uh Brandon Tierney can keep his unkillable t-shirt. Get me a fat, sassy and spoiled <laughs> shirt in black and gold immediately.
0: Fat, sassy and
2: spoiled. We, we got friends in Pittsburgh. If they're not making a shirt with those three words on it by noon today, they're doing it wrong.
0: Every star on the Steelers helmet represents one of those. Fat, <laughs> sassy, spoiled.
3: Sassy's definitely the red, the red star. The <laughs> sassy
0: Sassy, yeah. fat,
2: sassy, and spoiled. And if I can be spoiled as well for a second, uh, fire Matt Canada. Enough, <laughs> enough. enough, yeah, enough. Right, yeah. They're not, they're not wrong. I know. If we're friends now, Mike, uh, <laughs> that's a suggestion. Get a new
0: guy. Let's go to Dame Lillard, who is still stuck in his Portland Trail Blazers purgatory, but playing for the Blazers. No, that's a bridge. Or playing for the Warriors is a bridge too far. This is from the It Is What It
3: Is show on YouTube. As far as like Golden State, like I respect what they, you know, what they've been doing over the last eight, nine years or whatever. And I'm from there. Obviously, that's home, but I can't, I can't go be a part of that. I agree. Like they didn't won four championships. Like what, how, what I look like going to try to do that and say, oh, I'm joining my home team. Like, no, it's a, somebody that played my position that's, you know, behind LeBron, the best player of this era. You know what I'm saying? So it don't even, to me, that don't even make sense. That ain't, I never do nothing like that. I'll lose every year before I go. There is something certainly that's admirable
0: about this, that he does not want to be just a third wheel, another cog. You guys have all won without me. I don't want to just jump in here and gravy train. It might be my hometown team, but it's always, as he's kind of saying there, it's Steph's team. It's Steph's rings. I'm not just going to, jump on board and gravy train rings there. Okay. And certainly Dame Lillard has a certain pride about winning his way. He's wanted to win by being the guy in Portland. Ultimately, it's it's not happened. But if he's willing to go kind of form a bit of a super team in Miami, is it
3: much different than just going to Golden State to win a championship? I mean, look, the Miami Heat have been to the finals more often in the last four years than the Golden State Warriors. They went during the pandemic year in in the bubble, and they went last season. And you're joining all-star Jimmy Butler, all-star Bam Adebayo. Like, I feel like Dame Lillard is trying to hold on to this image we had of him, of him being this principled guy that won't join super teams and wants to do it on his own and is so loyal. And he now knows that that facade is over. I mean, this guy's literally been telling teams allegedly that – He'll be angry if they trade for him and it's not the Miami Heat. I mean, how could you be the guy who's like, I'm too big to play for the Golden State Warriors. I mean, come on. What do I look like? But I will join the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals the last three years, went to the NBA Finals two of the last three years. That I'm all good for. But the Golden State Warriors, no, no. That's a step too far. I'm a principled guy. Come on, Dame. I love dame but this this was ridiculous to me
2: yeah and you can't live in between like this you want to stay in portland and say i only want to win here if i don't win and you know i don't want to win anywhere else that's fine but once you open the door to leaving portland then you can't pick a new hill to die on (laughs) in where you're going to win outside of portland once you're willing to go go wherever and maybe it's my lack of pride go (laughs) pick the easy you've done the hard thing for a dozen years Pick the easy way out. You now understand it's time to get a ring. Go where you can get a ring. If that's Golden State or Tuscaloosa or wherever, just go and get the ring as easy as possible. Why are we signing up for anything less than that at this point? <laughs>
0: I don't get it. I don't get it either. I like that take. You've done the hard part. You've spent 10 years in Portland without winning. Now just do the easy part. Right. Join the team that will help you win a championship. Yeah, go, go to Golden State. Be the guy
2: that helps them get back to where they used to be. That's a storyline. If he went there and he was their second best player, and he's the one that re restarts or, you know, puts the, the kind of the exclamation point on this little dynasty, why can't he be that? What's wrong with that being that guy?
3: But like he's he's so stuck in his head about this being this guy who is this again this loyal, principled. I'm not a super team guy. Like he's stuck in that image, and he won't allow himself to think beyond it. So somehow he is conjured up in his head. Okay, I did kind of be disloyal by saying I do want to leave Portland, but I'm not going to the Warriors. So therefore, I'm still this this guy who's down for the cause. Like it's 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 all a makings of his imagination.
0: Maybe it's because the Warriors have beaten him so often. They were the ones that swept him in the Western Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So maybe it's just that, that he's always had kind of an axe to grind because that's his hometown team. They were always winning everything. He was
3: winning nothing. And I kind of think if there's maybe a chance this was a slight dig at Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is a great point guard, a Hall of Famer yeah. who went to the Golden State Warriors to play behind Steph Curry, who apparently had this long-standing beef with the Golden State Warriors. I also, also saw this and thought, is he thinking about somebody by saying, I, I couldn't be that guy? He's saying he can't be Chris Paul. That's yeah. saying a big thing. Chris Paul is an all, all-time great.
0: If it's not directly to Chris Paul, it is indirectly to Chris Paul.
2: Yeah, because I, I, my guess is... Dame thinks he's better today than Chris Paul is currently, and he is right. So I don't, I don't know that he sees them as equal in terms of like this decision. But there's no way to completely disconnect Paul from these comments, right? Because somebody's actually doing the thing that Dame <laughs> yes.
0: thinks is a mortal sin. Yeah, Dame says right.
3: he'd lose forever than right. ever
0: go to that team. Right. Finally, here's Niners linebacker Fred Warner. Who's talking about how the Niners got together and watched Colorado versus Colorado State on Saturday?
3: We are in the hotel the night before the game. All right. We were sitting in the meal room. They got called football on the night before games, right? On, on the big screen while we're eating our meal. And when I tell you that everybody is in that meal room, dialed in, everybody dialed everybody. in everybody. watching Colorado versus Colorado State. Colorado State. Exactly. <laughs> like, and they're literally exactly. like jumping at every single little play to start that game like it was as if we're watching the super bowl exactly like that in itself right there that's all you need to know about what about what uh dion has done to that program and so man i mean you talk about a story and it's in his first year too like imagine how he's Mm -hmm. like next year and going forward
0: that's from the warner house podcast it's a good anecdote It gives you a good visual. The Niners getting together, eating their meal the night before the game, the team hotel, and they're going crazy for a Colorado State-Colorado game. But it's funny how everybody lives in their own little silo. It's like we have all these metrics of how Dion has moved the needle. All of these metrics of television ratings, recruits, five-star kids are now looking at Colorado, a visit here, a visit there. Wu-Tang is on the sideline. Chris Rock is reforming in Boulder. Like, it's the (laughs) biggest thing. Game day and big noon kickoff are at the same place doing the game. But Fred Warner's view is, if it didn't tell you that Dion's moved the needle before, We were all watching the game and going crazy. The 49ers (laughs) were watching the game as we ate our Salisbury steak, and we were into it. If that doesn't tell you how popular this team is, it's like, yeah, no, we got it, Fred. They're really popular. It didn't take you guys, didn't take Christian McCaffrey pumping his fist as he eats mashed potatoes to tell us that they're really popular these days.
2: Brock Purdy in his Shador Sanders jersey (laughs) eating his Sunday right up against the big screen, rooting on the buff.
0: Oh, my God. Debo went up for a second Sunday because we were so hyped up about double overtime. We usually splinter at night. 53 guys, (laughs) 53
2: rooms. There's no hanging out. But this Saturday, thanks to Dion, we were one group for three hours. And then we won the next day.
0: I forgot to put sprinkles on the Sunday. It was crazy. And that's your sound check. Free basing expos. (laughs) (laughs) Tweets me a picture of Primanti Brothers and simply says, hashtag fat and sassy. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, putting french fries on a sandwich is about as sassy as it
0: gets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. God, every time I see a picture of Primanti Brothers, I just, ugh, one of those sandos. I just feel like I just want to dive headfirst into the computer. Standing by with headlines. Here it is. Kind sir, Andrew Bogus.
2: DA Padres lefty Blake Snell's chasing the NL Cy Young Award. A no-hitter would have been a pretty nice closing argument. Snell did not allow a hit, striking out 10 Rockies through 7 innings last night in San Diego. But out of the game, he came.
1: With how hard I was throwing today, it's just, it's not worth it. I mean, I understand, you know, no-hitter is an amazing accomplishment and it's so hard to do. I understand that. I also understand you know how much I value health.
2: Snell threw 104 <laughs> pitches. I mean, I get that it's a big deal, but I don't want to get injured. Yeah, I'm a big fan of my elbow being <laughs> yeah. intact. Uh, he told Bob Melvin in the dugout he probably could not have finished the game no matter I'm what. I'm
0: also a fan of health, is that what said? Yeah. We all are. I think that's across the board.
2: Uh, the Rockies finally got a hit in the ninth. The Padres won the game 2-0. The Dodgers snuck past the Tigers 3-2 in L.A., reducing their magic number for a first-round bye to three. The Twins now have an eight-game lead in the AL Central on the Guardians with ten games left. Minnesota a 7 nothing win in Cincinnati, while Cleveland was losing in KC 7-6. Last night was George Springer's
3: 34th birthday. The 3-1. Swung on and drilled to deep right. Fair, it's gone. That ball is gone. It's a home run. That's how they begin. Springer swinging late. Drove one down the right field
2: line and into the seats. John Sterling Yankee Radio. Springer celebrating with the 57th leadoff homer of his career. Only Ricky Henderson has more. Toronto eventually got a 7-1 win at Yankee Stadium. They keep their one-game lead on the Rangers and Mariners for the second AL wildcard. Texas top stopping a four-game skid, six-four over the Red Sox. Seattle got a 7-2 win in Oakland. The Astros took a 9-5 home loss from the Orioles, so their AL West lead is now just a half game on those Rangers and Mariners. Back in the NL, the Cubs smoked the Pirates 14-1. The Marlins topped the Mets 4-3. The Giants losing in Arizona 8-4. So Chicago has the last NL wild card this morning. A half game ahead of Miami. The Reds a full game behind the Cubs. San Francisco is three back, and Shohei Ohtani had his torn UCL repaired yesterday. Doctors reinforced the ligament. They did not do a full Tommy John. Ohtani is supposed to be ready to DH opening day, and he returned to the mound in 2025. 273 names appear on this year's Football Hall of Fame ballot. There are nine new ones, including Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates. The list is cut to 25 in November, then 15 in January, then the final decisions are made. Former Browns running back Kareem Hunt worked out in Cleveland yesterday in the wake of Nick Chubb's season-ending knee injury. Kevin Stefanski, though, named Jerome Ford his new starter. Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson is likely done for the year after breaking his fibula in Monday night's loss to the Saints. New Orleans, meanwhile, expecting running back Jamal Williams to miss multiple weeks with a hamstring injury from that game and WNBA playoffs last night, the Liberty and the wings got two game sweeps over the mystics and the dream. DA back to you. All
0: right. Thank you very much, Mr. Bogues. Now next hour, we're going to do Stunned to a news mm-hmm. and we tease this story yesterday. I assume stunned is the young man that fell into a hole in Buffalo.
2: Yes. And it sounds like we are digging a hole here to try and find him still. Is he still missing? I haven't got enough update on the story. You mean because of the construction? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: Thankfully, I don't think the listeners can
2: hear it. So that's good. I, frankly, I don't care. We can hear it. And that's the problem. That is a problem. It's driving me nuts. Like, our company is probably paying extra money for a crew to do, like, off-hours work (laughs) at 7 a.m. So they're done before people come in to sit in their office and look at computer screens and make phone calls. Not be on the radio while that noise is happening. At least in here, you've got some soundproofing. I'm outside in a shanty of a shack. Shanty? It sounds like it's... It's the update shanty? It's the update shanty. It sounds like it's... (laughs) right on top of my head. And just when it stops, like, oh, okay, it stopped. Nope, and right back in it comes.
0: I like calling that an update shanty. I mean, it is. It's
2: not. It Any has plumbing so own... in there? No, there's no, no plumbing. No. There's technically not a ceiling. It's just two walls, <laughs> and we've taken over the, uh, the existing ceiling. Therefore, there's no actual ventilation either, so... It gets a little dicey in there, summertime. wise Oh, and that's
0: why it was a problem when Schwartz was
2: in there. I don't know if that's weather related, um, but ventilation related. Yeah. Yes. True. I. Don't, I was more thinking like that. The the the, the weather inside the shanty makes the like Schwartz. The weather inside the shanty. <laughs> it like makes. Is that tropical or is that it's subtropical? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah.
0: Subtropical climate yeah. inside the shanty.
2: Uh, I don't know if it makes Schwartz um, emit more odors Uh or just traps the odors in there that are already (laughs) pre-existing. That I don't know. Cause and effect. We
0: we have a tendency in this company to retire certain parts of the building for legends of the building. So our break room has, has a name that's retired. Then there's the cafeteria or something. I don't know. We've got... Do you think that your name could be on the shanty when all is said and done around here? Well, interesting
2: that you haven't noticed in all these years. My name is already on the That's shanty. True. In fact, I believe it predates all of the <laughs> honors you've already mentioned. I think that I got the shanty before Mike Francis got a studio, <laughs> Steve Summers got a break room, and Mark Chernoff got a newsroom. I got the shanty <laughs> when I died one time during an early episode of the Bill Ryder
0: Show. It's a memorial to me, that, see, that shanty, see, yes. I see, I see. Very nice. Yeah. When we come back here on the show, time for Lane Kiffin to finally get this one. Can he beat Alabama? Nick Saber this weekend. DA, CBS Sports Radio.
3: Good morning. Enjoy your show immensely. I mean, that sincerely, DA. I don't know what age bracket you're in your 50s, maybe early 50s. DA
0: on CBS Sports Radio. I feel like it. Glad you're with us here on the show. You can always watch the show on YouTube or on Twitch or go to watchda.com. That's mobile-friendly as well. Tweet from Dixieland Dan. DA, I'm giving my Rebs a real good chance to take it down Bama Saturday. Huge explosive offense, 526 yards per game, averaging 50 points per game. Now, where Achilles heals the deep and gashed on several 20-plus yard plays, D is lacking. That's where we have to be elite to win on Saturday. Hashtag had it, had it. This is a moment. I don't want to say the moment because that might be a little bit too much hyperbole, but this is a moment for Lane Kiffin, and it's a moment for the rest of the SEC. You better get Bama right now. Maybe this is the beginning of the slide. Maybe this is the beginning of Nick Saban's control clutch on college football starting to wane. Maybe this is Chuck Knoll in the 80s. Maybe this is Don Shula in the 90s. Maybe this is Bear Bryant at the end of his career when a once-proud, legendary Hall of Fame head coach hung on for a little bit too long and he started to see The chinks in the armor. Hey, happening in New England right now with Bill Belichick. But they are vulnerable right now. Get them. Lane Kiffin, of course, former Nick Saban assistant, has made a career out of poking and prodding and tweaking opponents, and specifically Nick Saban. He loves it. He lives for it. And there's always this kind of smarmy, winking, I'm going to get under your skin because I'm cooler or I'm smarter or I'm better that Lane Kiffin comes off as. But you got to do it. You got to eventually do it. You can't just tweak. You can't just poke fun. You got to actually do it. And Ole Miss is pretty good this season. I would say Ole Miss in Alabama – might be one and the same across the board. Now, Bama's got more five-star kids. They got more talent across the board. Maybe they have a better defense. It's kind of been hard to tell. Quinn Ewers and Texas went down the field on them when they needed to. And, well, USF's got got no offensive firepower anyway. So there hasn't been really a challenge that Alabama has met. But maybe they're slightly better defensively than Ole Miss. But Ole Miss's offense is way better than Alabama right now. Way better. And I think it's interesting that in this game, Alabama's still a seven-point favorite. They're playing at Tuscaloosa. That counts for something. If this game was being played in Oxford, in the Grove, that line's certainly different. Is it three? Is it four? Is it five points different? Is it Bama by two? Is it Bama by three? Maybe. But here's my point. I don't think Bama's a touchdown better than Ole Miss, even at home. Now I know. The Wizard has been striking out a lot this season. He's 1-7 in seven on the year. All right. But my breakdown over this game is Jalen Milrow was bad enough to be benched against USF. But then the offense was bad enough that Milrow got the job back. Why? The offensive line gets pushed around. The offensive line gets completely pushed around. They get manhandled, even though they have monsters in the offensive line. Bama's monsters play like kitty cats. They do not have a tenacity. They do not have you know the kind of the brooding, big, snarling guys they've had in the past move them out of the way, get to the passer. Ole Miss is going to be able to get to Milrow, and they they can't run the football as effectively as they used to. They don't have a sledgehammer like a Derrick Henry. They don't have a big-time back that can break away. So they are struggling because their passing game stinks, their offensive line stinks, and they don't have a top-tier running back. Ole Miss can get them here. Ole Miss can win this game. In fact, I might say Olmes should win this game. This is a moment for Olmes. It might be the moment. Because if you are Olmes, Miss, Lane Kiffin re-signed to stay there. Commitment from the program. You're in the SEC West where you've had your butt kicked in by Alabama for how many years? LSU still isn't a finished product under Brian Kelly. Texas A&M is probably never going to get there under Jimbo Fisher. Before the next influx with Oklahoma and Texas, this is a year for somebody in the SEC West that's been looking to break through can do so. Bama can get got. That much is obvious. Look, I know Ole Miss is better than USF. I don't care about that weather delay. They are way better than South Florida. If South Florida can hang within a touchdown of Alabama until 30 seconds ago, only should win this game. I don't care if it's in Tuscaloosa or not. This is one of the biggest games of Lane Kiffin's career because traditionally, outside of Kirby, the assistants have not done well at all against Nick Saban. Kiffin's been trying to chase down Bama and Saban for a while. He hasn't been able to catch him. This is the week to do it. This is the week to do it. And to be quite frank, I think it's way overstating things that Bama's a seven-point favorite in this game from Vegas, and I think that most of that has to be simply public perception that isn't paying attention, that Alabama's not very good. I mean, Alabama is not an elite football program right now. They are not. They are not going to win a national championship. It is crazy long odds that they win the SEC. They'll probably not win the SEC West. This is the year to get them. This is a Bama team that might lose three or four games this season. They've already got one. I think they'll lose another two games of the SEC. This should be one of them. Ole Miss should win this game. And it's going to be crushing if you see Alabama play a mediocre effort, a mediocre game, a sloppy game, and then there's one or two plays down the stretch where the Tide pull it out and crash the dreams of Ole Miss once again because you know they could have been had. And I'll tell you this, Bryce Young covered up. Every defensive coordinator in the SEC will say, the Bryce Young covered up other flaws around Alabama all season long last year, and he ain't there this is your moment to get him. And for Lane Kiffin, who's been pulling on Superman's cape for how many years, this is the moment to finally do it. Do it! King Curtis tweets, Is there anything better than a Whopper at 6.45 in the morning for breakfast? Hashtag fat, sassy, and spoiled. Look, if you're crushing a Whopper before 7 a.m., you are all of the above. That is fat. That is sassy, and that is spoiled. My question is, where are you getting a whopper before 7 a.m.? You would have had to buy it last night or yesterday and have it in the fridge and reheat it, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, unless you got some kind of deal with the, the fry cook at the or the Burger King that's willing to get you a one, you know, four or five hours earlier than it's supposed to. You can't
0: roll into a BK drive thru right now and get a whopper. No, not at all. So how about this fat sassy and spoiled? You're eating a leftover whopper, a reheated or cold whopper at 6 45 in the morning. That's fat sassy and spoiled. It's a Mike Tomlin kind of guy. That's a Mike Tomlin. <laughs> that's a Mike Tomlin kind of guy. Okay, coming up here at the top of the hour on this show. The Jets are one and one. Trying to figure out what they got in Zach Wilson. Game manage your way to a win. And they've got to try to do this while taking down a Patriots team that has beaten them 14 straight times. What happens if the Jets lose this one? Next, DA, CBS Sports Radio.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.